We're Chris and Emily Danielson. Welcome to No Apology with the Bible Idiots. And today is Monday. We're going to laugh louder, dig deeper, and live larger. <laughs> you seem like you're on the verge of oh. busting out laughing. What's going on? We were on? just laughing at something Emily did. Oh, and before. it's still hanging in the air? Yeah, I want to say before we, we uh, went on the air, but before I clicked the record button, you know, it's a much different world, isn't it? And it's a much different world when we look across the landscape. And I told Emily, I said, for Monday's show and for any of the other shows we do this week, let's try not to be all critical race theory, defunding the police. Right. The liberals are ruining the country this way. The liberals are, looning, you know, the leftists are lefty leftiness. And I just am tired of it, you know. Yeah, it's fatiguing. Uh, and, but then I came across an article from Fox News. Oh, great. <laughs> great. And, All right. Whenever I preach a sermon or even a sermon series, and then I look and the news headlines kind of back up what I'm saying. Yeah. Now, I can go rewrite that message, and I've got much more reference material based on this one article. Okay. And it basically talks about how the liberal uh, leftists now have a rival in the religious space. What does that mean? I don't understand. That means they have their own religion and they're acting in a religious way Uh that rivals Christianity and it rivals the things that Christians do to live their life for Christ. Okay, I need you to tell me more. Well, it (laughs) it comes from a Fox News article. Let's see, when was this? This was from an article on Saturday. Okay. Okay, and it it basically talks about how when the first documented COVID case appeared in the United States 16 months ago, few would have predicted the religious revival it ignited. In the article, it actually goes on to talk about the, you know, the previous Great Awakenings, expanded Christianity's American footprint. This revival they're talking about exposed what is now the country's most politically powerful religion, secular sciencism. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're calling secular scientism the new religion religion of the nons from the left. Do you know what a religious non is? I do not know what a religious non is. Uh, When it says, what affiliation are you? Catholic, Muslim, Jewish, Christian, Protestant, non. Yeah. You know, like non-religious. Yeah. Fastest growing segment the last 20 years. Sure. And it's less than a third of the American population, but, you know, think about it. 20 years ago, it was less than, you know, I don't know, 24th or 36th of the American population. Right, right, yeah. Anyway, the the COVID-19 pandemic revealed these nons really are not without a religious belief structure. True. It's just how do they execute it. Now, a couple months ago, I delivered a sermon about having that hole, that void in your heart, that fake righteousness. And then when you put it through the lens of fake righteousness, what these people are doing actually makes sense. And I wasn't even talking about these pandemic folks. I'm talking about everybody who tries to put fake righteousness through the lens of trying to build righteousness in your life without having any form of Christ or any form of authentic triune God. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So the behavior that is driven is very impulsive and demands a leap of faith. And sometimes they actually seem to have more faith than even a lot of the visible church Christians. (laughs) 
and what they're doing. Absolutely, yeah. And so what we know about the non-religious affiliation type from Pew Research is that they are solidly secular, those solidly secular Americans, 50% are more likely to have a college degree and incomes over 150000 and 71% of that group identifies with the Democratic Party. Now, what does that tell you? Uh, that they've been indoctrinated. They've been indoctrinated. Yes. That's right. And not only that, but then this life becomes all that there is. Exactly. So the, I want to live with as little risk as possible and protect this life and live in a place, you know, they're the ones who want to wrap their children up in bubble wrap and make them wear a helmet yeah. when they go to the grocery store go out to get ice cream the ends justifies the means yeah i mean even andrew cuomo this article actually quotes the fact that uh, and i'm going to just read it to you this zealous pursuit of a no-risk lifestyle leads to ridiculous and self-contradicting requirements like governor andrew cuomo's edict last summer that campers wear masks while canoeing or the continued closure of schools after teachers have been vaccinated yeah it's crazy you know what i mean it's like do do this at all all costs so here's what the article said i want to get your response to this oh goody the scientism (laughs) practiced today has its own clergy with the centers of disease control uh, consisting constituting as the holiest of holies and Dr. Fauci as the Pope. Oh, there you go. That makes sense. Does it? Left-wing belief in the inevitable positive progression of humanity licensed the worship of our betters, even elevating science scientists over science, putting clergy over scripture. There you and go. And it goes on to talk about how they put up yard signs express, you know, witnessing to their neighbors with, in this house, we believe in science. Yeah. And I always say, yeah, until it comes to chromosomes, and you want to let the transgender <laughs> man right? compete in women's Olympics, uh, then, yeah. you know, women's sports, then, then the science doesn't really matter anymore. Right. See, that's yeah. the problem. The more you dig with these, these kind of situations, the more you find that they are just lost completely deceived and they're without hope well what hope do we have we have the hope of jesus christ and so we can give that to them we can share that with them and hopefully the holy spirit can break through and jesus christ can soundly save some of these folks because it is it's it's even deeper than that but i want your response on this before i get back to the rest of the article well uh it's really interesting it's very very interesting and it's right in line with human behavior isn't it putting people Uh, putting them on a pedestal and and just believing what they say, putting the clergy above Christianity Mm -hmm. is basically what they're doing because here's the reality. Good science, real science, never contradicts scripture, ever. I mean, over and over and over, countless numbers of times, scripture has just... It's confirmed what we discover centuries later as scientists. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we found out, yeah, actually, the Bible said that like centuries yeah. ago. And so there's reality there that just because we haven't discovered it doesn't mean it's not there. It just means we haven't discovered it. So to say that you believe in science is kind of an oxymoron because science is what we know they're the facts based on what we either see or can demonstrate or observe but, and make legitimate hypotheses. Right. But those people who are seeing things and demonstrating things, those are people who are fallible and sometimes they're wrong. Well, so the- scientists, like anybody else, 
can be wrong. Well, especially when they use theory and try to think of it as fact. Right. I mean, you know, evolution is a classic theory that has no fact. And, if you know, the science in it uh, is very, very little. It's like the pork and pork and beans, okay? <laughs> It's really the more, chicken and chicken noodle It's really soup. more of a religious belief system <laughs> based on a few little things that can be demonstrated and then a whole lot of faith and a whole lot of leap. And their yeah. magic god is millions of years and billions of years philosophy. But when we all have the same evidence and, and we look at it through totally different lenses, that's the challenge. But the Bible has shown itself to be true in the Every science time. field over and over and, and over the again. historical field and the educational field and the health field. I mean, it just proves itself over and over and over again. Well, I'm going to end with this last uh, um, paragraph from this article, and then I want to hit a couple of scriptures, and then we're done for Monday. All right. It says, a hallmark of any religion is the insistence that devotees make economic sacrifices. And in scientism, this took the form of economic shutdowns yep. implemented by blue state governors. Liberals grabbed the moral high ground, and only from their affluent perches... <laughs> Such as theirs could afford. In other words, because yes. they could afford it, let everybody else suffer. In no other words, skin off their a complete nose. let them eat cake yes. thing happened in this country. Absolutely. And so then with missionary zeal, they embraced widespread economic harm for the nation and for the less comfortable neighbors. They did yeah. not care. Right. And this goes back to fake righteousness. It is fake, yeah. Because they do not have the hope that comes from Jesus Christ. And so all they have is the hope of what this life might give them. And after being indoctrinated in demonic universities, secular universities, this is all they can come up with. And the reality is I've met so many of them out of 100 that I've met and had personal conversations with over the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. 95 of them are horribly miserable, angry people. Well, and here's the reality. Let's define faith. Okay, we believe in science. That's where they're putting their faith. We believe in Jesus. That's where we're putting our faith. We believe in whatever fill in the blank. It doesn't really matter whatever you put in that blank. It always boils down to a person. You are always putting your faith in a person. Even if you say, I'm going to believe the CDC and wear a mask and you wear a mask, you're believing in the people who work for the CDC and they're telling you what to do. If you get on an airplane, are you really putting your faith in that airplane? No, you're not. You're putting your faith in all those people who are operating the airport and the airline to launch you 35,000 feet into the air. That's whom you're putting your faith in. So Mm -hmm. when you talk about what you're going to believe in or what you have faith in, understand it's always a person. It's never a thing. It's never an idea. It's always a person. And the question is, in whom are you going to put your faith? And if you're going to put your faith in man, that's great. You go and do, you know, the science thing and and whatever. But we know already by science or by history, it's repeated itself over and over and over again. It always leads to disaster. Well, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 says this, it's speaking of having your hope in a person. It said, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. He is Jesus. Yeah, John Piper said the presence of hope 
in the invincible sovereignty of God drives out fear. And all of the fake righteousness that you see wrapped up is in fear. And when I say people are angry and miserable, 95 out of 100 that I have personally met, I mean it. I'm not, I'm not saying, I mean, it's not hyperbole. You know, it's not that we can't get along. It's not that we can't, you know, go to a NASCAR race or watch a hockey game or, or, or whatever. But a lot of these folks at the end of the day, when you just start talking to them, you see that they are just angry. And it's usually about somebody or something that if it was just different, then they would be happy. Right. Yeah. And that's that's the uh, intolerant, tolerant crowd. That's been their mantra for 40 years. If only you would accept us as being born this way and wave the rainbow flag, then we'd eventually be happy. Well, there's rainbow flags everywhere right now, and yet they're still bitter, they're still mad, and they're still foul. Because where are they putting their hope? They're putting their hope in man, and they're hoping that if man does a certain thing, everything will be fine. But I'm telling you, when you're carrying shame and when you're carrying guilt, there's only one place to take it. There's only one person in whom you can put your trust, your faith, and that is Jesus Christ. Lamentations 3.24 says, I say to myself, the Lord is mine, so I hope in him. Hebrews 6.19 says, this hope we have as an anchor of the soul, a hope both sure and steadfast. And then I'll end with Psalm 31.24. Be strong and courageous, all of you who put your hope in the Lord. That's going to do it for us on this Monday. Thank you for spending your time with us right here on this podcast, BibleIdiots.com. Share it, tell your friends, help us grow this thing. We'd really appreciate it. On behalf of my best friend and bride, Emily, my name is Chris. Get into the Word of God today and go and serve your King.